This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. I know you guys are looking at your phones or your computers, wherever you're listening, like, hold on, blessing bossed up. What's going on? It's not Sunday. <laughs> is everything okay? Yes, everything is fine. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to do differently in this fourth year of podcasting is to give you guys bonus content. Yes more content. <laughs> I've told you guys before that you've been hanging with me and just really supporting all the things that I've been doing with Anchor Media and talking about building and monetizing podcasts and all of that. But I wanted to come back to this platform to give you guys some more gems and things that I believe will really help you in growing in your faith and your business. So for this bonus episode, I'm pulling audio from my YouTube channel. And this video is called The Scariest Leap of Faith, well, My Scariest Leap of Faith. And you can watch the video version on YouTube, but one of the things I always teach even my podcasters is that audio just provides a level of convenience for you to listen that YouTube doesn't always give you. A lot of people can't just sit um, with a YouTube video while they're at work or while they're in a car. So I wanted to pull that audio here because I believe the story that I tell here in a way that I break down my story of shutting down my business is going to be very impactful for someone right here. So here it is without further ado, my scariest leap of faith. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. If you are new here, my name is Tatum Tamia. I am the host of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and the founder and CEO at Anchor Media. Make sure that you hit the notification bell, subscribe, all of that YouTube lingo so that you don't miss any video that I put out. All right, listen y'all, today is story time. So I'm in the office, I'm getting ready to go. The groomers then called and said, my dog is ready. So we're going to have to make this short. Um, but I wanted to tell the story of my scariest leap of faith in business. So maybe in about 2017, God told me to shut down the way I was doing business. So actually, let me start from the beginning. I became an entrepreneur in 2015. I got into entrepreneurship with my program. I had a youth program because I wanted to be to teen girls who I felt that I needed. And I decided to do it in a form of a for-profit organization as opposed to a nonprofit. So I started a business. 
we were doing good. Um, I got into a school as an after school program and I was really just making a name for myself and making the right connections and things of that nature. As I was getting into it, I realized that I like the, the work. Like I love to see the transformation of the girls. Like I love to see um, the growth in them, but I didn't like the business aspect of it. So I wanted to find a way to still be an entrepreneur. And then I always said that I would circle back to doing that type of work. And what's so interesting is even now within the Blessed and Bossed Up Society, all of this stuff that I mentioned will be in the description, but within the society, we did a fast recently from social media. And a lot of the young ladies on the fast, we have people of all ages within the society, but a lot of the young ladies uh, in the fast were early 20s. And even my assistant now uh, is in her late teens, early 20s. And as these as these girls were like turning down their plates and because and, we fasted from food as well. So like as they were turning down their plates, and getting off of social media, something that that's all that they know. Like I'm a millennial, but I still remember life without social media. Like Instagram didn't come out till I was in college. And so, uh, and we were coding back when we was on social media. So we wasn't even really doing all this stuff now. We were building black painted pages. But um, yeah, so God even showed me within that fast that these were the girls that I wanted to help because back in 2015, they were still teenagers. They were the age range of the girls that was in my program. And so God just really blessed me by just showing me that he won't forget the desires of our hearts. And especially if you turn away from something in order to follow him. And so um, I stopped doing that business and I decided to do something else where I was thinking like, okay, I still want to do, an, I still want to be an entrepreneur. So how am I going to, like, what type of company am I going to build? So my background, my undergrad degree is in PR, all the jobs that I had, I was working in marketing in some type of capacity. And I was really, really good at business development and marketing. So I said, you know what, I'm going to start a business where I am doing coaching and consulting, have helping entrepreneurs build their business. So I left my nine to five. It's a whole story behind that. It's going to have to be another uh, story time. But uh, I was left my job, started this new business. I launched a podcast around that time. And right as I was doing this, I was also building my relationship with God in the back end. And so that's around the time where he really just started to show me that faith and business aren't to be separate. This is maybe like three years ago. Yeah, it was about three years ago, almost four. So he was telling me that faith and business aren't supposed to be separate. Like, follow me. I will guide you in business and all of these things. And so I started then to merge my business life with my faith life. As I'm doing this, the podcast is getting traction. I was, I was frustrated in the business part, but I was still building it. And so right when my business started picking up, I had clients. Uh, my clients were seeing results. More importantly, like their businesses were being transformed. I was finally making money. I was on my way to my goal of having this six-figure company, on my way to be a millionaire before 30. Like I had all of this stuff going. Like I was so excited. But then God says, shut it down. And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. 
And it's important to note that the way that he told me, it wasn't, he didn't give me the big picture. He gave me specific instructions. And there was a moment that I always tell where um, I had this moment in my closet. Like it was one of those rough entrepreneur days. I was a, a full-time entrepreneur at the time. I was frustrated because I was so naive to think that when I left my job, that that meant that everything was going to pick up, especially because God told me to leave my job when I did. So I just knew that, oh, God is telling me to leave my job. So I'm about to be a millionaire tomorrow. <laughs> How silly am I, right? So it was one of those days where I was just frustrated. I was like, uh, I need to make some money. Like what's going on? Why is it, why am I not getting the clients I want to get? So I went to the library because I was broke and books at the library is still free. So I went to the library. I was getting some marketing books, trying to figure out where I was getting things wrong in my business processes, uh, and trying to find the, the glitch to see why I wasn't making money. So I'm in the business aisle and I see the book Fervent by Priscilla Chagra. So earlier in that day, Follow me, y'all. I'm jumping all over the place. I'm tired. I got a newborn. <laughs> but uh, earlier in the day, that morning, God told me to watch the movie War Room. And I was like, what? God, I'm broke. Like, you want me to watch a movie? This don't make no sense. Like, I was mad. Like, watch a movie? Do you not see these bills, Lord? So uh, I watched the movie, though. <laughs> y'all seen Friday where uh, Day Day was like, uh, Debo be like, shut up. And I'll be quiet. But when he leave, I'll be talking again. That, that'd be me, right? God be like, do this. And I'll be like, man, God, for real? All right, man, I'm going to do it though. Like, that'd be, that's me. So anyway, um, I watched a movie. I was like, okay, cool. A movie about prayer. Got it. I need to pray. But these bills though. <laughs> and so that's when I went to the library after I watched the movie. It wasn't no big revelation that happened when I was watching the movie. Great movie, by the way. Like, this is not about that movie. It's a fantastic movie. I'm just telling you what I felt at that time. So I go to the library. I go um, in a business section. And this book, Fervent, was in my face. Now, I didn't know what fervent meant. So... The word didn't stand out to me, but what stood out to me was a little sticker on the book that says, and I'm in my office, I'm looking at it because I have, I still had the book. I went and bought it uh, after when I got a couple dollars, I bought the real book off Amazon. But uh, I, the book has the sticker on it that says from the movie War Room. And I was like, oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God told me to, and this was new in my walk with God. So I was just now getting used to his voice. So stuff like this, I was like, it was kind of weird still to me. So I um was like, okay, surely I'm supposed to read this book. Because why is a movie? Because on the front of the book, it has a sticky note that says a woman's battle plan for serious, specific, and strategic prayer. It's like prayer? I'm in the business section. So surely I'm in the business section. I'm looking at this book about prayer as a sticker about the movie War Room that God told me to watch this morning. Like, this is not a coincidence. Like, I'm not, I ain't that, you know, that saved or that spiritually mature yet. But I know that this is not a coincidence and this is something I need to pay attention to. So I took the book back to um, the house. I read the whole thing and did everything that Priscilla Shira told us to do in that book. And um, 
that was the foundation of me really making God the CEO, learning how to pray strategically. That book gave, and is, I mean, if I ever meet Priscilla Shire, I'm going to say this all the time, and I'm just going to pray that she sees this video. I want to give her a hug, seriously, because that book really was the foundation that really shifted my life because it shifted my obedience and it shifted my prayer life, which was the catalyst to my whole life being transformed. But nevertheless, um, as I then was applying the things that I learned in the book and I was praying strategically and I was seeking God on behalf of my business. And, and at that point, my business started picking up, right? So I start praying. I start seeking him. This book then changed things for me. I went in there looking for a business book. I found a prayer book and the prayer book was the, the catalyst to my business taking off, right? That's a whole word in and of itself. So my business starts taking off. I start making money. The podcast is growing at a great pace. I'm funneling people into my business. Things are working out. I'm making money. I'm on my way. God says, yeah, um, do the podcast by yourself. What? At the time, I had a co-host. I was like, what? And the podcast is under a total different name. God said, do the podcast by yourself. This is my instruction number one. I said, hmm. I sat on it for a few months, a while. Like he told me to do it multiple times. And I thank God that he's so patient with me and that he didn't take his hand off me because I was too slow to move. Um, but he told me multiple times. It was confirmed multiple times. I still drug my feet because my own insecurities lied to me and told me that I wasn't important enough to talk on a podcast by myself, that how could I carry a show by myself? Who was going to listen to what I had to say? I needed somebody else in order for the show to be great. All lies. So I um, procrastinated, but I ended up being obedient and making a decision to do it by myself. The next set of instructions was to change the name. Cool. Then the scary instruction was to shut down my business. I'm sorry, God, what? He said, shut it down. I said, what do you mean? Like, I started praying. It took off like, this not you? Like, you know, it was it was confusing to me. that like, It seemed that the way things were going were the way they were supposed to go. I got into uh, my prayer closet. I was praying strategically and my business started taking off. Like, surely, like, that was your... It don't make sense. I'm confused as to why you're telling me to now shut this down. It's going well. And I had to make a decision. If you ever hear me speak, I always just talk about the importance of decision making. I had to make a decision. That day when I when I checked out that book and I made a covenant with God in my closet, I said, God, if you light a fire on the inside of me, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to always be with you and do what you tell me to do. And I was very serious when I said that. And for me, above all things, I really want to be a person of my word. Like I want to be someone who does what they say they're going to do. And that's not even that deep. Just I just want to be a person that says that that is trustworthy and has integrity. And so um, at the core of that decision, it was, yeah, I want to obey God, but I also want to, I want to be someone who does what I say I'm going to do. And so when I told God that I was going to give my life to him and I asked him to light a fire on the inside of me for him, he did that. And so now it's my job to do what I said I was going to do, which was obey him. And so when it came time to make this scary leap of faith and shut down this business that was 
just on a fast track to, excuse me, success, I had to refer back to that covenant, that commitment. God never has never left me. He's never lied to me. He's never turned his back on me. I've done that plenty of times. I've turned my back on God plenty of times. I felt him pulling me plenty of times throughout my life. And I'm and in that closet, I got to a point where I was like, God, I'm tired of doing that to you because you're too good for me to keep playing you like that. And so when I made that decision that I was going to obey him, I meant it. And so God tested me in that a lot with these uh, subsequent instructions that I had to then decide if I was going to obey or not, because he gives us free will. And so I had obeyed up into that point, do the podcast by myself. That was scary because of all of my brokenness and insecurities was lying to me and making me feel that I was too inadequate to do that. But I did it. He told me to change the name and the subject matter. Again, scary. God, what? You want me to rebrand? That doesn't make marketing sense. I just launched. So I want to, you want me to rebrand after less than a year? What? You want me to talk about you? I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I'm not, I didn't even grow up in nobody's church. I'm not on that. I'm trying to be an entrepreneur. Like, what do you mean you want me to talk about you and how to make you the CEO of people's businesses? Like, don't nobody want to hear that? You And you want to use me to do it? We just got good. Like, <laughs> like I, I just now got saved, saved. Like, what do you mean? But I had to make a decision. I said, fine, I'm going to do it. I have no choice but to rely on you because I don't have the tools and the natural to do something to the magnitude that you're calling me to do it. So you got to do it through me. And that's that's the root of why God calls us to make these big leaps of faith. Because if we could do it in our own strength, then how would he get the glory for that? Like it's our job to declare his excellencies, not our own. So, but but if we were totally equipped to do um, the, the big things that he was calling us to do, then how would people then be drawn to him? They will be drawn to you. And so that's what he was trying to do in me. I didn't realize that at the time, all I knew was that God was calling me to do something scary and I had to make a decision. So I decided to make a decision to shut down the business. That was a really, really hard decision. And I was really, really messed up about it. At the time, I was fasting every Monday for uh, a year. I had started fasting for the first time that year and God told me to fast weekly for a year. So I chose Mondays. So every fasting day, I was on my face, starving physically but on my face trying to get spiritually full because I didn't understand what God was calling me to and why he would tell me to shut down a business that was doing well and so um God showed me that I was trying to be a fisherman of fish and he was calling me to be a fisherman of men and he needed me to trust him he needed me to step out on a boat uh and step step out from the boat and step onto the water um, that's what he needed me to do. And so I just made that decision. And I'm going to always emphasize decision because that's our job to be obedient and to make decisions and to choose him. And so um, I shut it down. And he didn't tell me that he was going to do. He didn't tell me what was next. He told me that he told me to shut the business down. And that he was going to tell me what to do next. So not only did I have to shut down a business that was making money and I was paying my bills, I had to shut it down with no backup plan, no contingency, no nothing. Only instruction I had at that point was 
to do the podcast in a new way. So I felt silly. I felt foolish. I felt unqualified. I felt confused. I felt hurt because it just sound, seemed like torture. Like what? You would let me achieve, you know, finally get to a path where I'm achieving my goals to just take it away. Like I was hurt, but I made a decision. And I, and I relied on the fact that his ways are above my ways and his thoughts are above my thoughts. I relied on the fact that he has plans to prosper me, not to harm me and to give me hope in the future. Um, so I put my faith in what I knew which was the word. And <laughs> looking back, I probably would have been successful at that business, but I wouldn't have been, God's plan wouldn't have prevailed. Tatum's plan would have. And that's a crossroad that we all get to when we take these tough leaps of faith. It's that, that tug of war between our plan and God's plan. And our plan and our flesh tries to keep us in what we can control and what we can understand. And God wants us to hop off the boat, to step off of the boat and step into the water and to trust him, to trust the impossible. Walking on water is impossible, but nothing is impossible with God. And we have to make a decision on who and what we're going to put our trust in, us and our capabilities or him. And that was the crossroad that I was at. That's a crossroad I believe we all get to. Um, and the difference between which way you go is the decision. And I made the decision to shut my business down. I wish I could tell you that something magnificent happened right after that because it didn't right away. Um, shutting that business down put me on a year and a half journey of transformation. And that's a pretty word but it didn't feel pretty. Um, that decision put me on a path of a process of pruning. The Bible says that he prunes us so that we could bear even more fruit. So it was a process of pruning. It was a year and a half of going to therapy. It was a year and a half of uh, fasting. It was a year and a half of not knowing what was going on, but just trusting God because that's what I decided to do. A year and a half of not making money, um, a year and a half of not know, just not knowing what was next. One day, a couple of things he did tell me to do was he told me to, to do my prayer journal, the God is my CEO prayer journal. So I did that. That was in 2018. He told me to write my book. I did that. I believe that was in the same year, but that was it. Those were products. That's not a business. So I was confused. It's like, God, I got two, I got two books in a podcast. Like this isn't a company. This isn't, I know this isn't it. And so um, it was a year and a half of pruning for him dealing with a lot of the foundational things that he had to deal with in order for me to ha handle the magnitude of who I am. Because I, I'm just a Jay-Z quote, not in the Bible. Uh, but Jay-Z says you was who you was before you got here. And I think that that's how I look at even my faith. Like God knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb. He called me and he set me apart before he formed me in my mother's womb. So I was who I was before I got here. So, and, and despite where I, what my circumstances looked like at the time, I was still fearfully and wonderfully made. I was still a royal priesthood. I was still successful because success is pleasing God. Success is not the money or the things that I can accumulate. My success is in my obedience. So I was very successful, but it didn't look like it to me. And so um 
it was scary. It was so scary. And that pruning process hurt so bad. It hurt. It hurt a lot. It hurt a lot. But it was necessary. If I had to choose, I wouldn't have gone through it, but it was necessary. So then a year and a half later, God gives me the vision for Anchor Media. And it was, it was on a fasting day. I was fasting with my friend. I wasn't even fasting for myself. I was fasting with my friend because she was believing in God for some things in her business. And so I was partnering with her in prayer about it. And um, as I was concluding the fast, I was praying and God gave me the whole blueprint for Anchor Media. And more importantly, he said, go. He said, now's the time, go. And in less than six months, we were a six-figure company. Blessing and bossed up the podcast that I was so hesitant to change. It just surpassed 4.4 million listens. And it's just me. <laughs> I only interview my friends. It's just me. The same person who felt unqualified to talk. So many people have given their lives to Christ. We went on a tour last year and so many people rededicated their lives to Christ. So many people came to the altar. So many people were filled with the Holy Spirit through our society where we host a membership of hundreds of women all over the world, not just in the U.S., but all over the world are coming and seeking God and getting breakthrough after breakthrough, testimony after testimony. I can't keep up with the the testimonies and the impact that has been made through the things that God has called me to do. I can't keep up, but it, and it just goes, it always takes me back to what if I would have, when I got to that crossroad of choosing him or choosing my plan, what would have happened if I went the other way? What would that mean for those that have seen transformations in their lives? What would that mean for those who have experienced breakthroughs? What would that mean for all the souls that have been one to the body of Christ as a result of the things that God has had, had me doing? What would that mean? You know, I always say that there's so many, that there are lies, so many things attached to your yes. And I didn't realize that when I said yes, I just trusted that surely the God who knows all things is going to figure it out. So let me just continue to keep Tatum in check and just feel the feels, but continue to make sure that I stand on what I know. I'm acknowledge what I feel, but I'm going to stand on what I know. And what I know is that I can trust God. And here we are. So that's my story. It's scary. Um, every yes is scary. But one thing I do know is I never said a yes to God that that was not something that worked out for my good. I've never said a yes to God that didn't result in some element of his master plan happening. And that's all I could do is just continue to give him my yes. Stop trying to be God in my own life. Just continue to, to have a posture of surrender to him despite how scary it is, despite how unqualified I feel sometimes, despite how much it hurts to go through his process, um, despite all of that, just continue to give him my yes. And I and I keep record and I keep track. And, I, and this is why I tell people all the time, like check God's track record. If you're struggling with faith, check his track record. I look at everything that he's done for me, even this, forget the business stuff and the numbers and all of that. Like 
he doesn't have to do another thing for me for me to tell him yes. Like he thought so much of me way before I even got here that he sent his son to die on a cross for my sins. He loved me that much. He don't have to do anything else for me for me to say yes to him. How dare we make God work for our dedication? A God who created, how dare we make the God who created us work for us to obey him? That's it's crazy when you think of it that way. But that's my story time. I'm about to go back home to my baby, pick my dog up from the groomers. I said this wasn't going to be long, but this has been a little bit long. Um, make sure that you guys listen to the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Follow me on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Y'all see me doing the YouTuber lingo, right? I'll be forgetting, but y'all know what to do. This is YouTube. So do all that YouTube stuff so that you don't miss a video. Check the description for any significant links and I'll see y'all in the next video.